It's Thursday, you know what that means. Welcome to the show. You are listening to Max Wrestling episode 312. This is your testing speaking along with the podcast machine, Mike Larkin, and King Mo II, Moses Marquez. And I we we kind of highlighted this week what what happened this week, last week, with Bobby Lashley becoming a new WWE champion, but we'll get to that. Because coming up this week, we got AEW Revolution predictions. The huge title change that I just mentioned. Um, the Demoness finally responds to the Kingpin. We may have found out who wants to face Moses at Promomania. Or we may not have. We will address that also. But. I got something to address. You have something to address. Let's address that. What in the actual fuck is up with rappers going after wrestlers now? Friggin' Soldier Boy Tellem, whose career died in 2007. Like, when he was popular, I was a freshman in high school. Now he's going after wrestling. Alexa Bliss went after him, and, all, and that was before the Randy Orton thing. Alexa Bliss went after him and wrote hashtag you know, crank that soldier boy. And she's, and he's like, yo, you mean when you were talking about my dance like this? And then he sent a gif of Alexa bliss mocking Oscar's dance, which is completely different from crank that soldier boy, <laughs> which made no sense. And then he's getting into a Randy Orton. Now, Randy Orton, who absolutely schooled him and pretty much it's like, okay, Randy Orton's going to talk about it because, Oh, I don't know. Randy Orton comes from a wrestling family. His grandfather wrestled, his father wrestled. So I think he knows about the wrestling business. And then everybody, got all butt hurt because he called uh pretty much soldier boy a one-hit wonder because yo you made that money in 2007 you fucking was you kidding yeah. me? thank you thank you. <laughs> you you say his career died in 2007 it also began in 2007 so his career had the mm-hmm. lifespan of a housefly oh my god well here's the thing he maybe had like one more sign that kind of sort of maybe a hit yeah, that was it but, but fucking right. randy's into the hip-hop world he fucking knows so yeah. to add on to what King Mo the Second said there, because he is very valid with his sentiments. His other hit was "Kiss Me Through the Phone" that came out a year later. Uh, so we had. Frank- I kind I kind of remember that one. Yeah, it featured Sammy. It. Wasn't that a duet with somebody? Yes, it featured Sammy. Sammy, who also sang "Don't You Know I Like It" from '99 off the album "From the Bottom to the Top," oh, which I had the video. Of- yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> they had the red. You lost your pal. <laughs> That guy, the red light, green light guy in the video. Don't you know I like it? That's Sammy. Nope. Not a single penny has dropped. But, uh... <laughs> yes. Okay, so I, I, I know Soldier Boy from two songs. And both of those, yes, were like... Uh, what, 15 years ago? Yes. 14 years ago, something like that. So Easily. I mean, Randy Orton was already on, like, world title number three by then. Yeah, one. Well, oh, so, okay. It's funny you mentioned that. So, looking at it here, the Soldier Boy, Crank That Soldier Boy came out in October of 07. Randy Orton was wrestling at No Mercy and winning the WWE title. Yes. <clears throat> Beating Triple H. That was the one where yeah. Triple H yeah. had to fight. I remember that. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> that was when Cena got hurt. Remember that? He tore his peck while Ken Kennedy tore his peck. Yeah, which is an interesting topic because I was recently talking about that with Phoenix because uh, that kind of led to Bobby Lashley's release from WWE because he was pissed that he and Cena were both injured but they both got back at the same time. Cena was booked to win the Rumble and Lashley wasn't even in the Rumble and then he was gone like a week or two later. 
Yep, you're correct on that. And that's why I was pissed as if you go back to the 2007 time period and we're talking about Lashley winning the title now after X amount of years, however long it is. It's just like he should have beat like he was so hot at the time, you know, going into the bash against Cena for the title. Like he's coming off the Battle of the Billionaires, the few with Vince for the uh, ECW title, Durag Vince. And then we get to. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, you said it. I saw it. Yes, then we get to the, the the bash, man, and it's like, okay. And they're they're building this up. Like he's spearing John Cena. He's getting the better of John Cena. And what happens? He loses F you off the top rope. Yeah. And I'm like, fucker. Uh so two little factoids about Bobby Lashley winning the WWE championship. It is. Um between his debut and winning the title. It took 5,634 days, which is the longest wait ever between debut and winning the WWE title for the first time. In second place is Andre the Giant uh, with 5,429 days, just for context. Also, apart from Vince McMahon, Bobby Lashley is the oldest first-time WWE champion ever. Sounds about right. He's 44. He doesn't look it, but he's 44. Can I just say one thing about Bobby Lashley that I just that popped into my head, and here's how funny this is. Yeah. This man debuted in 2005 on SmackDown, right? He goes from feuding When Soldier Boy was big. Yeah. <laughs> he goes... <laughs> he goes... Yeah, we need to keep going back to that. <laughs> he goes from feuding with Simon Dean and stuffing cheeseburgers down his mouth to becoming the WWE champion and having this illustrious career, and it all started from shoving cheeseburgers down Simon Dean's throat. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, 2005 SmackDown was wild. Yes, it was. Yes, it was. We had the dicks. Um, the dicks. Oh, yeah. Ugh. Uh, honestly, I actually really enjoyed this Raw uh, for one reason, and that was this Bobby Lashley angle, because it felt like the old days where they kept you interested in the angle, the main angle, all night long, because Miz continually ducked Lashley, and it just built and built and built till, till the final out. Because it, it was weird when MVP came out and said, okay, your match is going to be on at the top of the first hour. Okay, that's strange. And then, nope, we're going to wait till the top of the second hour, because Miz is, quote, ill it's coming in and out he legit said it's going in and out but <laughs> i have not died <laughs> and then finally we get it in the main event but uh i mean first of all miz failed to coerce mcintyre into siding with him which obviously was never gonna happen um so it seems now we're gonna get lashley defending against drew mcintyre at fastlane which i'm okay with i just it, it's unclear where we're heading for WrestleMania. Obviously, people's dream match is Lashley versus Brock. You know what's funny about the Who's dream? fucking dream match? It ain't my goddamn dream match. Well, that's going to well, be a good match, man. He's been wanting it for years, Bobby Lashley. Unless they do it in the goddamn fight pit, I don't give a shit. Yeah, he says he says something like, um, they never gave me Brock because I had nothing he wanted. Well, I do now. There oh, you yeah, go. The whole thing with Corey Graves? Yeah. Yep. But honestly, I, I didn't watch Raw Live this week, so I watched it the next morning. And before I did, I accidentally went on social media. I didn't see any spoilers, but I did mm-hmm. see Brock and Lesnar uh, both trending. So I assumed Brock must have come back after Lashley maybe won the title. But uh, apparently it's just from people wishing that Lash- uh, Lesnar's going to come back and face Lashley at WrestleMania. 
I hope so, man. I think with the Drew stuff, like we were talking about Lashley and Drew, like there's a lot of the people out there like, oh, TNA did it first. I'm like, yes, yes, they did. They had a great feud in TNA. That's that's great. Good congratulations. But it's one of those things where it's like you have this prominent stage, and they both evolved so much in their careers. Whether it's Fastlane, whether it's Mania, I don't care. I think it's going to be great. And I'll be honest with you, speaking of great, dude, that McIntyre-Sheamus match was badass. Yeah, um, I did. I honestly kind of thought it was going to be a fast thing for the title, though, but, you know, they pulled the old cash-in swerve on us. Uh, one thing I did find funny, the, all night long, Tom Phillips kept referring to Miz and Lashley as a WrestleMania-altering night. What? Al- altering mm-hmm. what? Raw doesn't have any plans set for WrestleMania yet. What What exactly are we altering here? The key buzzwords, man. You got to use the buzzwords. Oh, yeah. Keep saying WrestleMania altering night. Come on, Tom. Say it like you mean it, pal. <laughs> <laughs> now, Fastlane, you know what I'm looking forward to, possibly? Because of what how they ran the angle. It reminded me of 2005 when The Undertaker possessed Josh Matthews, and he also pretty much made the blood come down of Cowboy Bob Orton's face and everything that went on there. The two Randys, like the fiend possessed, the demonized Randy Orton there. Would you like to see, and I think it's going to happen just because, I mean, he's RKO'd, we've seen the possession and stuff, the very Supernatural-esque. You think we're going to get Randy Orton and Alexa Bliss at Fastlane? Why have I? Why do I have no memory of Undertaker possessing Josh Matthews? Dude, remember Randy Orton was getting interviewed by Josh Matthews, right? This is when he was feuding with the Undertaker in Hell in a Cell, and then all of a sudden Josh Matthews goes, <gasps> and then he goes, "Enjoying the ride, Randy? Well, the ride doesn't stop until you hit a dead end. Armageddon, rest in peace." And then he comes out of Josh Matthews' body. <gasps> what are your thoughts? And that was the end of that. Remember, late two thousand five. I, I, I think I found it. I'm still fucking mad confused. <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk about it when he comes up. Shut up, Michael Cole. There we go. And the car just drives away. Yep. And no, people, I did not adjust the uh, pitch on Josh Matthews' voice. It, it was really that high. Yeah. And that just, was awful. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the, the Randy well, it Orton wasn't stuff, good. No. I mean, the stuff with Randy Orton that they're doing now, 
I'm just, I'll be honest with you, I'm just waiting till we finally get to the Fiend and the new look that we're going to get at Mania. You know what I'm saying? Like I said, if we do Orton Alexa Bliss, I'm okay, because I'm intrigued by the story. What do you think about what what they did this week, Des? Uh, it was okay. Well, you got Pop Goes the Weasel. Bring it back. <laughs> that was kind of cool, though. I wasn't expecting that. I thought that was interesting. Had a little nice little twist and eeriness to it, if you will. Yeah, I mean, obviously these are the kind of things where you literally have to take out your brain and just watch. Yeah, just exactly. Just don't try to apply logic to it because there Plus, isn't any. Because, I mean, even wrestlers are saying it. Kurt Angle was saying it with, um, with uh, what's-his-face, Conrad Thompson, on his show, talking about, you know, I like The Fiend. You know, sometimes we need a little bit of that stuff. You know what I'm saying? Everybody wants to be serious and all that. Sometimes you need that entertainment, and you need something different. Well, yeah, I mean, if we can tolerate The Undertaker teleporting in and out of the ring for 20 years, if we can tolerate Randy Orton being possessed. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. Now, uh, Braun Strowman has an issue with, uh, quote, okay. Adam and Pierce and Shane McMahon. <laughs> <laughs> He's so awful on the mic. Um, please, please don't let this lead to a WrestleMania match, but it's going to. Braun and Shane. I told you. Braun and Shane. Why? Because <laughs> fucking Shane's like, hey, hey, Dad, I got, I, can, can I do something, Dad? Hey, Dad, can I do something, Dad? I gotta wrestle a big guy again. He's, He's like, yeah, sure, go on there with Braun Strowman. We fucking buried the fuck out of him anyway. He's gonna <laughs> do the elbow drop and miss, or he'll do, like, the elbow when he did on the big show. Or something, but you know he's going to do an insane spot. That's that's the only reason for it. So you yeah, do it on I the. It may even be a handicap match with Adam Pearce. No. No, I just want to see Braun just tell Shane McMahon. That's all I want to see. Adam and Pearce and Shane. Oh my god! <laughs> as soon as he made that tag and Shane was thumb tag, I'm like, he's going to get rolled up, and he got rolled up. <laughs> Because you knew it was just he was going to be pissed. And he's yelling at Shane, you did this! And I'm like, all right, I don't care. Just shut up and let's move on. <laughs> oh, my God. If you... You know what it is, too? Like, when AJ Styles was trying to make the best out of facing Shane, which was a very good match, and he's trying to say, oh, this is cool because, you know, I'm facing Shane McMahon, the high-profile match. Number one. It's Shane McMahon who does, you know, the wham, bam, thank you, ma'am punches where he's like quick, you know what I'm saying? He looks like he's shadow dancing, like one of the Bee Gees, man. So it's one of those things where from a stance, it's like, you know, he's got like that mixed martial arts background. He's got that, you know, fighting that combative nature about him. But still, he looks like he's shadow dancing. But I'm like, whatever. Yeah, Shane's punches are the worst. That they are. Thanks. Sorry, Shane. I, I, I like Shane, but his punches are the worst. Mm-hmm. I ain't sorry. Stop fucking <laughs> potatoing people, you dick. <laughs> um, and also, surprise, fucking surprise, Charlotte wants to face Asuka for the title at WrestleMania because, of course, she does. Can I just say I hated that delivery? Did you notice the delivery, by the way? Because she's talking about, oh, you know, well, I'm going to be Charlotte Flair. And yeah. Oh, by the way, WrestleMania. <laughs> there, there's just, yeah, exactly. It's happened that many times now. There's just no imagination to it. Charlotte just needs to come out and go, yeah, women's title, me, okay. Mm-hmm. That's, no. Yeah, pretty much. The only thing that would help me for this is because Rhea Ripley's coming soon. I would just like to see Rhea Ripley come out and say, you know what, you're not going to face Asuka, I am. And then they do a number one contenders match and Rhea wins and we get Asuka and Rhea Ripley and all as well. I would love it if Rhea Ripley Mm -hmm. cut block Charlotte. Yes. I'm all about it. Me too. But 
I don't want to see Asuka and Charlotte. What is this? Their second or third time wrestling each other at WrestleMania? Asuka and Charlotte. Uh, second. Second. Yeah, they they could have faced, I think, last year, but obviously they she chose Rhea Ripley instead. Yeah. All right. Was it no Becky Lynch was champion last year? Yeah, it was Becky Lynch and Shayna. No, they haven't faced each other for the title twice, but I think it was only once at WrestleMania. Yes, the yeah. other one I believe was on Raw. You're right. Uh, someone else who wasn't happy with it was Peyton Royce's mom. Bless you. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. Well, yeah, God dang, Peyton Royce ain't done shit. So what the hell? Why is her mom saying anything? Well, I mean... I'd love to was... know who, who actually screenshotted that tweet because Peyton Royce's mom is... Uh, her, her account's protected. So... <laughs> what Peyton Royce me... did. What made me laugh about this was technically speaking, like she was involved because she was teaming with Lacey Evans before the whole, you know, she was pregnant and whatnot. But I mean, you have potential with Peyton Royce. But the problem is, here's the thing: there, you see more of Billy Kay on SmackDown, and Billy Kay's just well. Here's the thing: she's funny, like she is legit entertaining. I crack up every time I see her dressing like the Riot Squad, wanting to be managed. Here's my resume. Like that's funny. She's just like tag along girl, is what Peyton Royce is um... like. Good. Okay. I'm actually surprised. I didn't think it would turn out this way because they seemed more intent on pushing Peyton as a singles wrestler. But oh. Billy Kay always had the, mo- the most personality out of the two of them. Well, now you know how Sean Spears feels in AEW. <laughs> oh, poor Sean Spears. Oh, my God. I hate him. Um, well, we skipped over SmackDown, but we uh, obviously know it's official now. Bianca uh, officially chose Sasha. Over, over Asuka, apparently Io Shirai wasn't even an option, even though Edge had to pretend NXT existed for a week. Well, that was a cool mm-hmm. showdown. And also, it nah, gives us... That, that really bugged me, though. Because what? Edge made it clear that he had three choices, Raw, SmackDown, NXT for WrestleMania. And all the, Bianca, her only choices have been Asuka or Sasha all along, for some reason. Mm-hmm. Like, why isn't the NXT women's title on the table? Because apparently fucking Vince doesn't want NXT on WrestleMania. <laughs> Wait, NXT that's have a why... title? Oh, yeah. I guess that's why they're going to have a takeover like Mania weekend. He's like, what? Nah, this is the big show. God damn it. These guys are fucking Little League. Oh, this show is over this year. Takeover's on a Thursday, so we're going to have to predict uh, Takeover on, on the on the pre-launch. What? It's on a Thursday. What? It's on a Thursday because Friday SmackDown and WrestleMania's on Saturday and Sunday. Oh, okay. That that's interesting. That's, that's right. Stupid. Yep. How the hell are you gonna have a pay per view on a Thursday, pal? Well, we had a pay per view on a Tuesday. It was called. Tab- you shut the hell up. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, but that was that was a main roster pay per view. You know, the yeah. die diehards will watch pay per view any night. First and foremost, <laughs> I got something to say about those goddamn Tuesday pay per views. Uh, I hated him because it was on the horrible day of the week. And number two, I, do, I was not a diehard. Here's what I did. This is where I'm taking it back, people. I actually taped, got the old blank tape, man, and taped it for the following week because I had to go to school. And I wanted to go and I wanted to see it, but I couldn't. So my parents taped it for me and I watched it the next day. Taking it back yeah, to the days people, of people. We used to tape what? stuff. Yes. Goddamn Taboo Tuesday. The yeah, WWE Network used to be on VHS. Exactly. <laughs> I remember them days. Because yeah. goddamn, I needed I mean, to see get. To be honest, and actually this kind of brings us to our next main thing on the agenda. Uh, we're going to be getting Tuesday Night Wrestling every week soon anyway. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
as NXT is apparently moving to Tuesdays, ending the Wednesday night war. Don't tell me there wasn't a war because there absolutely was one. Mm-hmm. Why? Why else would NXT randomly bring back an old WCW pay per view name on a regular episode of NXT just because AEW have a two night special? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> why would they give Cody Rhodes' name back so they can use Bash at the Beach? <laughs> don't don't piss in my pocket and tell me it's raining. Thank you. <laughs> How long have we been saying that they should just go to Tuesdays? And here we are. Absolutely. Well, when they did, the... I think ever since they did that one episode on Tuesday, it was like, Dude, yeah. that was great. When did you do it like that? They did yep. Great American Bash, and they got like eight hundred thousand. Mm-hmm. Dumb shit. Yep. And then they went back to Wednesday afterwards. I think actually Dumb that shits. week NXT and AEW got like eight hundred thousand, and then the mm-hmm. next week because they were head to head again, they both got like six hundred. So <laughs> you're ruining it for everybody. Exactly. Give me the goddamn day off. You know what I mean? Like, let me watch one goddamn show. That's what I'm saying. It's hard because, I mean, we cover a lot of this stuff, and I love covering it with you guys every week. But it's one of those things where it's like, God dang, man, there's so much wrestling on. Like, instead of, like, two, like, I think you were even saying, Daz, like, Wednesday, it's hard because you got NXT and AEW on the same day, and it's hard to, like, <laughs> do yeah, both shows. I mean, uh, Raw is not so bad because if I don't feel like it, I can just watch it the next day. Yes. Uh, same with Impact. I always watch it the next day because it's kind of difficult to find a stream for Impact. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, but I've got no choice with AEW and NXT. I have to watch them both live at the same time because we do this show the very next morning. Yep. Um, so mm-hmm. it's going to be a lot easier for me now because I can watch NXT Wednesday morning and just watch AEW. Dynamite live at night. Yep. There you so go, good stuff. Watching it live isn't the issue. It's watching two shows live at the same time that's the issue. <laughs> yeah, because you miss a lot. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've got the monitor right in front of me and i got the TV in the other corner and I'm literally like, you know, it's like I'm watching tennis. <laughs> You were all upset. We're going to get to NXT, but Dazzy Dangerously, you were upset when we were in the chat last night talking about a certain tag team title match. Was I? Yeah, because you were like... Oh, oh the women's one, yes. Yeah. Okay, well, before we get into NXT, then let's uh, just go for the quick results for SmackDown and Raw. Uh, Otis defeated Rey Mysterio. Apollo Crews defeated Shinsuke Nakamura. Um, oh yeah, apparently Apollo's new gimmick is I'm angry, but I'm still going to smile all the time. Oh, and I'm from Ghana. Well, Nigeria. Nigeria, sorry. It's okay. Kofi was from Ghana. Yes. yes. SOS, I hear them shouting. Um, Tamina defeated Liv Morgan. Street Profits defeated King Corbin and Sami Zayn. And Daniel Bryan and Jey Uso went to a draw. So we still don't uh, quite know what's happening in Fastlane. I'm guessing we're going to get a rematch. Whoa. We got a cage match this week on SmackDown, and if Daniel Bryan wins, he faces Roman Reigns. There it is. You see, this is why I uh, miss the important stuff on Talking Smack. Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, it, it's good. Like, Paul Heyman and Caleb Braxton are funny. Like, if nobody's watching Talking Smack, check out Talking Smack. It's one of those things where I look at it from a stance, too. Like, okay, so you said Apollo's new gimmick is that he smiles, but I'm angry. And I, Okay, but at least they're doing something with him. You know what I'm saying? They're doing something than just having him come out and Jay Bronin and just, like, having, like, nothing. He's just, I'm, I'm happy to be here. They actually have something for him, and we could possibly see Apollo Crews with the Intercontinental title. And from what I saw, a lot of people weren't really buying it like oh i'm an i'm an angry nigerian prince now or something stupid well he's using the family heritage which nobody knew he had yeah man well now <laughs> we know 
The only reason why now I we knew... know because he doesn't have a personality. Exactly. The <laughs> only other reason why I knew, you know, how I knew because friggin' Lillian Garcia interviewed him and he started talking about Nigeria, and I'm like, okay, I didn't know this, but all right, and it kind of is making sense a little bit now. All right, now he's Nigerian. Then they put that into the character and just showcase, you know, I'm angry. We are the nation of Cruz. Uha nation. Uha nation. There you go. Mm-hmm. Uh, and quick results from Raw. Drew McIntyre defeated Sheamus. Nia Jax defeated Naomi. Uh, the Hurt Business's Sheltrick defeated Strowman <laughs> and Pierce. Uh, Damian Priest defeated Elias. Meh. Lashley defeated Miz via countout. Matt Riddle defeated uh, Matt Hardy and Matt Hardy. Matt Riddle and the Lucha House Party defeated Retribution. Ali then defeated Matt Riddle, and in the course main event, Lashley defeated Miz in a lumberjack match. New champion. I'm glad, I'm glad you brought that up. What the hell move was that that Ali did to Matt Riddle to pin him? That was wonky as hell. I didn't even know what to call that. Did you see that shit? It was a modified version. <laughs> What was it? I, I, I love that. Anytime a move used to go wrong, JR would always call it as a modified version. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, JR, he botched. He fucked up. I don't even know what that was. And I'm like, he, I think, what was he, like, going for, like, a Hurricane Ron or, like, a Reverse Ron or something? I don't even know what that was. I have no idea. No idea. But he won, and it looks like we're going to get Riddle and Ali for the U.S. title. Because he, he's showing he won with a lot of help from Retribution. Yes, but he's showing him how it's done. Well, he didn't show him in the Fatal 4-Way. Yes. Stop embarrassing me! Dude, you God. lost. I know. Sick and tired of this crap. <laughs> I'm, I'm reckoning just that, like, I haven't had a match in weeks. I lost to Dana Brooke, for God's sake, so shut up. E- yeah, that's why she hasn't had a match in weeks. Fucking... Just go put her back in NXT. Put them all back in NXT. Drop this shit, okay? Stop it. Me- I mean, I'm looking for... Good. Meanwhile, laughing in Mercedes Martinez. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> and I'm looking forward to Ali and Riddle, but for God's sake, man, like this does nothing for me. You know what I'm saying? It does nothing for anybody. No. Mm-mm. Nope. Uh, no, the big money is Matt oh, Riddle and Daniel Bryan. I guess yes. we just uh, forgot about Ali's feud with Kofi Kingston, huh? Yeah, they just that uh, that went nowhere. <laughs> oh, ridiculous. What about my new name for Naomi and Lana? Oh, go ahead. Glow and blow. Whoa. <laughs> Excuse me? Okay, so Naomi <laughs> brings the glow, and when Lana wrestles, she blows. Glow and blow. Okay. Oh, that's how that's she That sounds okay. like a party special at a strip club. Yes. <laughs> that, it could also apply, but I also, I me, get your mind out of the gutter, Mr. Moses Marquez. I was looking at it from a stance that she blows, like she sucks in the ring, so glow and blow. I was blow. randomly scrolling through some stuff, and I saw a picture of Dick's, uh, Disco Inferno, so that's the only thing. Yep, cheetah. Burn. Oh, he pissed me off this week. Did you guys see that bullshit? That's exactly what I was talking about. Oh, my God. The shit about, you know, it's open in Nevada. Would they just open everything up, for God's sake? And then Jericho writes agreed. And then I get even more pissed because here comes Medusa out of nowhere. Like, yeah, let's open it up. Fuck. I'm losing respect for Medusa. And Alundra Blaze. I like Alundra Blaze. But after seeing that, I just, urgh. Jericho, Disco Inferno, Alondra Blaze. I never had any respect for Disco Inferno, fucking Disco Inferno. But Jericho, you know, he's grinding my gears, to quote Family Guy. And then you got this goddamn Alondra Blaze, and, you know, just... I'm sorry. Go ahead. I don't think anyone was ever a fan of Disco Inferno. Some person somebody was. Some some people became fans for some reason when he came to Impact. He gave us Killer Cross. He trained Killer Cross. 
Oh, okay. That goes in the plus column. Yes, that's a plus. He gave us Karrion Cross. But on the flip side, everybody loves the, um, Brian Kendrick, and he tried to train even more. Yes. <laughs> oh, he tried. That poor bad. And you know what he did for his career? Nothing. Mm, actually, he did bad stuff for his career because we haven't yeah, seen him it, since. It, it was negative. It was, it was a like, career. Hey, uh, you can't fix it, well, you're fired. <laughs> yep. But yeah, I, no, I that can't was... fix what can't be fixed. Ah, it's your fault. Uh, but yeah, that was that was the tweet. It's just them talking about the damn coronavirus. That's the tweet. And that's the tweet. <laughs> All right. Um, before we move on, uh, like we mentioned, we may or may not know Moses, who your opponent is at Promomania now. So uh, I believe you have a response, which we're going to show in just a minute. But before we do. Here's a quick recap for people who don't know what we're talking about and missed uh, Miss Moni Lin appearing in the RWT group and also mm. on a phone call with Travis. The hubby and I went international here in San Diego. Beautiful San Diego. Got a hold of Moses again. Hey, Moses, are you going to... Um, what did I tell him? Are you going to um, hang out or flake? He flaked out. Flake, what a fucking flake, Pharrell. So, you know. Yeah, what a flake. What a so that got me thinking. He says he's El Jefe. Bitch, that ain't no El Jefe shit. You can't even get out to go and, like, spend a half an hour, hour. We would have drove to you. We're in San Diego. Come on. I got a car. I, I, I got car. <laughs> I got a car. We have a car. <laughs> So we have uh, uh, Corey the Cypher Coulter watching, and we have uh, Dan the Man Crimmins watching as well. But once again, though, there is no Moses. That's because Somebody, he's fucking... A who bitch? knows what the fuck that bitch is He's doing. a bitch. He, he, he's scared. <laughs> he's scared of that Latina heat. He calls himself El Jefe, but he can't do shit. He's too afraid of it. He's too afraid. He can keep himself in his little corner. It's all good. Because if I'm going to go ahead and take over this area that so-called belongs to You him. are in his turf, <laughs> and yet he don't want to show up. Because he has to. He can't to, even show up. He, he's too whipped by the wife, you know. Uh, he has you gotta to change, do what you got to do, right? got to change the grade, you know. He got, he's obviously not El Hefe, so. <laughs> Money land. By God. You're back after a fucking year and a half long hiatus. You went running away for what? For nothing. For absolutely nothing. You see, here's the thing. Everybody wants to talk about the powers that be. Everybody wants to talk about the other horsemen. Now let's be honest here for just one second. I am the glue. That holds this Max Wrestling Four Horsemen together, and you can take that to the bank. But let's get very serious for just one very quick second. 
I don't listen to nobody but me. And now you want to run your mouth on a live because I told you we could maybe hang out. And you call, you yell, and you scream. You call yourself El Jefe, but it looks like there's a different boss in town. Well, let me tell you something, sister brother. Six years ago, on a wild, crazy night, I met a brunette one night that changed my life for the better. Now, do not think for one second that she doesn't know who LFA is. Don't think for one second that she doesn't know who runs the show. Understand, baby girl, everybody has a boss. And while sometimes a boss can change the plan from every now and again. So don't go running around talking about my girl, all right? Because I know the girl you're chasing, okay? I know the girl you got in your back pocket. And let me remind you something. She knows who King Mo the second is, baby. <laughs> the fact of the matter is you run your mouth. You go back and forth. Oh, he has a personality disorder. He's got too many personas. You bet your ass I do, baby. I've got all the personas in the world. Nobody ever yelled at Mick Foley for having multiple personas. Ain't nobody going to yell at King Mo for having multiple personas. <laughs> so if you think for one second that this thing is going to go down mono e not mono. Going against me. The biggest thing going today. At the biggest show of the year. Well, let me tell you this, Moni Lynn. I decline. I decline this so-called challenge of yours because the fact of the matter is it all was set up by the other outsider. And he knows, like you should know, there's only one true king around here. Emir may be the kingpin because he's self-proclaimed and you damn sure are the queen pin because you too are self-proclaimed. But none of you, neither one of you, could shut me up in King of the Mic. And so now you must deal with the true king at hand. So I'm going to leave you with this, Simone Lynn. I'm not going to take away your primetime spot just yet. Oh, no, 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 no. Not just yet. I want the people. That's right. I want the people to get involved. And when I mean the people, I'm talking about the entire promo order. You have one simple task, Moni Lynn, and I'm all yours. It's as simple as that. Here's the task. Go fucking find you a win. You don't get to show up on the big show and challenge the big guy. Oh, no, no, no. It doesn't work out like that. It's time to show your worth. I suggest you be the only man that ever beat you. Hell, it's his only win. And if you can't beat him, then you don't deserve a shot at the king. 
So I hope you get your eggs in one basket. I hope you get this challenge accepted by a real opponent for you because remind yourself you're out of my league. But I'm going to leave you with this, Noni. Don't hate on the personas. Learn to love it. Because it's the best thing going today. So I guess that's an ultimatum. Or as they say, an ultimato. Or you, or you give me the whole tomato. It's an ultimato. Ultimato. <laughs> hey, it's a motto. What's a motto? Nothing. What's a motto with you? What's the matter with you? Yeah, okay. So, um, I mean, if it wasn't blatant enough from this promo, Moni, where the hell have you been for months, girl? For uh, about months. About 18 months since our last promo. Exactly. Yeah. So... It's time to put up or shut up. If you could beat DC, then hey, you know what? Maybe, just maybe, I'll let you walk the aisle. But do it quickly because we got like 31 days. Yeah, yeah. thank you. <laughs> and it's against DC, so. That's why. I'm bagging DC, but hey, the reality of the matter is, is that's his only dub is against Moni Lin, so. He's like, been doing a lot of exhibitions uh, lately. He's, yeah. in fact, got an exhibition next week. Um, which is a rematch from Help Me Out Mike King of the Mike Two. No, 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 no. no. From the Climax Two. Yeah. Uh, against the essential Robert Davis. That is next week promo exhibition. Uh it may be the last promo exhibition before hopefully we get Moni versus Crimmins, uh, which will actually have a result because we kinda need it. And of course, then I have my own exhibition against Daniel on the sixth anniversary special of Max Rassing on March twenty fifth. Oh, oh, all right. Since I'm going to add to that because you know stats and facts and Mister, I got to help you out there. So Moni and Dan are each have a victory over each other. Dan beat Moni in the original promo uh, promo climax, and then Moni beat Dan in the second promo climax. So, so this we is have the decider. This is the decider, yeah. It's the rubber match. It's the rubber match. And uh, Moni's last promo was in the promo climax, too. I believe it was against... I think her last one was she did one against Teddy. And then after that, she was she was gone. Yeah, after that, she kind of bowed out, so everybody got a bye. Yep, everybody got a bye. And the opponent bye, she was bye, supposed bye. to... Bye-bye. So the opponent <laughs> she was supposed to face before... Um, before she bowed out was originally going to be uh, Nicola and then uh, yeah. Robert. But yeah, that was it. Yes. Actually, her last one was against Zach Herring. Oh, I don't know uh, that. October, October 2nd. Oh, okay. And Mr. Herring made it clear that he's prettier than you. Moni Lee. That's one pretty motherfucker right there. You know what that reminds me of? I do declare. Moni Lee. Yes. I feel like you know, listening to him reminds me of North and South with Patrick Swayze. Remember North and South from the 80s, man? Showcasing the Civil War, North versus the South, man. My or Maine. That's what he reminds me of. Why or Maine? Remember that? Kirstie Alley up in there? Sure North don't. Nope. Not something nope. I ever watched or heard of. You gotta watch North and South, man. Let me tell you something. Not bitch. bitch. Let me tell you something, Dad. <laughs> let me tell you no, something, Dad. Let me tell you something, bitch. You, let me tell you something. You gotta watch North and South. It's good. Trust me on this. For for Netflix, you gotta watch North and South. It's a great series. There's like three, it's like three seasons of, but it's good. Once we get towards the third season, it's kind of eh, because you know it's good though. What? Oh, it's British. What Patrick Swayze? Yes. What or remain? Oh no. Okay, I guess the, 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 there's a British remake. Yes. North, uh... North and South. Patrick Swayze. Kirstie Alley's in it. The whole night. Oh yeah, the one I'm looking at is from 2004. 
no, this one's from like the eighties. This is when <laughs> this is this is after Patrick Swayze had his shirt off in the Outsiders. Oh, it's a mini series. Okay. Yep. Nineteen eighty five. That one. Yep, yep. Okay. You gotta watch. Um, well, if you're watching on YouTube, make sure you like and subscribe. If you're watching on Facebook, like and share. And um, whatever podcast platform you may be listening to, don't forget to follow or subscribe right now and take it to the max every single week. And make sure you visit our relaunched website, maxwrestling.net, for all your Max Wrestling information, stats, and facts, and history. Yeah. And now, hold tight. Embrace for impact. Impact in three, two, one. Ace Austin defeated Chris Bay and Black Taurus to earn a shot at TJP for the X Division title at Sacrifice. Tennille Dashwood defeated Havoc. The Good Brothers and Finjuice defeated Triple XL and Reno Scum before deciding to face each other at Sacrifice. Special referee Matt Cardona disqualified Brian Myers against Eddie Edwards when he spotted a loaded elbow pad. And Deanna Perrazzo defeated Kiara Hogan and Jordan Grace, but received a beatdown from ODB after the match, who then made it clear that she wants the knocked up title. Yes. I'm sorry, what? That's what she, she used to call to it. She the knocked up title, yes! <laughs> oh, Lord. Uh, yeah. Not many notes from Impact this week. It was pretty much um, match, match, Same match, point. which is nice. I mean, there were no. some stuff in between backstage, but it was mostly just match to match. Wasn't Cody Deaner like getting punished by um, Eric Young and and Josh Doring, Joe Doring, excuse me. Yeah, well, he lost to cousin. Oh, sorry, Jake something. Uh, last I can't week. do it. I can't do Jake it. Something. I still, I still can't. You know what do I can't it. do? What? Talk about Swingers Palace. I, mm-hmm. I just, I loved, I loved Wrestle House. Everybody did. This mm-hmm. Swingers Palace so, is just, yeah, it's it's a oh. waste of time. What's the deal with Sammy Callahan and Trey Miguel? He's going to the gym and beating up poor Trey Miguel. Yeah, he, he's made Trey Miguel a target for some reason. I, like that came out of nowhere. Like why? Exactly. Why? Hence, for some reason, for for reasons, Mike. Well, okay. Well, <laughs> for reasons. Here's where I also could we could tie this in, right? Because Sammy Callahan, I believe, has had a part in training the Rascals, Trey Miguel, Zachary Wentz. And um, Desmond Xavier, so they came from like his area, his, his school, the Pro Wrestling Revolver, and stuff like that. That's what I'm thinking, but I don't know. So I'm looking forward to see where we go with that some way. But still, kind of just came out of nowhere for me. And like you were talking about with Deanna and ODB, I mean, this is just another chance for ODB, the veteran, to put over Deanna Peraza, which I'm all about. I think is very cool. And also, she, Deanna gets that rub because ODB in the knocked out title, which still gets me every time. But it's one of those things Man. where like we get to see the veteran put over the younger talent, which I'm all about and uh tjp and ace austin's gonna be very very good even though tjp annoys me with his views which are wrong and you know it is what it is they've, they've been doing that quite a lot in impact recently with uh impact veterans putting deanna over rosemary did it and then Taya did it on their way out uh so it makes sense for odb to do it yeah and, and that's the thing too like i'm looking forward to the sacrifice card like i'm really looking forward to the good brothers and uh was it fin juice right fin juice. yes it's gonna be good that's a it's going to be that's what that is. <laughs> yes. Oh my god! But yeah, the Brian Myers Matt Cardona thing. <laughs> I can live I, without. I, that. I don't know what it is with Matt Cardona. I'm just kind of indifferent to him. Well, he's always been very indifferent, and I'll be honest with you. Again, being biased because of Long Island, but I I like him. I think he's a talented worker. But I've always kind of been 
meh. Yeah, I mean, same with Brian, but Brian is is just he's funny with the Prince of Queens thing, and he could come out with the cane, and him and Tyler X did their thing. But it's one of those things where I'm just like, okay, whatever. And I don't know. It's not just because they're in Pim- Impact, but I guess the way that they're presenting them, I'm just kind of like, okay, whatever. I mean, Brian Myers has certainly been a little more interesting with his gimmick since well, coming to Impact. Well, yeah, the most professional wrestler, but Matt Cardona's like, okay, I'm always ready. That's it. Like, I'm always ready. Always ready. Can't you, know say what, you know what he is? He's Diet Coke. <laughs> that makes sense. I like that. I like that <laughs> analogy. Yes. <laughs> he's not even Crystal Pepsi. He's not. You know what it is? He's not even friggin' uh, Zima. He's just, he's just Diet Coke. Yeah, like I saw something the other day, uh, somebody saying, Pepsi Max is better than Diet Coke. Don't even fight me on it. Nobody would fight you on that. Yeah, like, Nobody has ever used Diet Coke is better than dot, dot, dot in a sentence ever. Exactly. Negative. Okay, well, there we go. We, we got through Impact pretty quickly because, like we said, there wasn't that much. much to get through apart from matches this week, which isn't necessarily a bad thing. No. Okay, now... Promo Mania is actually 31 days away. It's the biggest rest, max wrestling show of the year. Well, it could be the biggest wrestling show of the year. It's up to you. Uh, it comes your way on April 8th on Facebook, YouTube, and all podcast platforms. The Promo Championship has changed hands both times. It has been defended at previous Promo Manias. Uh, one knowledge champion has been crowned. Mike has retained twice. And last year, Moses and Phoenix went to a draw. This year, the Phoenix is going in defending both of those titles. Daniel Crimmins is the first challenger for the Knowledge Championship before Mike Cashin cashes in his 2020 Iron Bank contract on the winner. Yep, I'm ready. Three-time Knowledge Champ. Woo-woo. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. And for the first time ever, two titles are on the line in the same match as promo champion the Phoenix faces world champion the Shape in another first time ever cinematic showdown that will almost certainly change the game plus two promo exhibitions will also look to steal the show as Moni Lin hopefully gets past Daniel Crimmins and finally faces Moses after 18 months away from promo competition Uh, this would be the first time you two have ever faced despite both competing in the King of the Mike and promo climax before they've never faced each other before see one this is this is an absolute first for me, and uh, let me put it to you like this: Remember what happened with me when I faced him? He went away into obscurity. I hope Moni Rin's ready to go back to on vacation because that's what's going to happen. <laughs> okay. So, as someone who has faced Moni Lian, I can tell you something right now: Her making fun of my dance moves, and she she brought that Latina heat against me. So I, I have felt that Latina heat. So I get it. I get it. Uh, and someone else who have never faced before are the Demoness and the Kingpin in Mir Castello, but they will finally do battle this year in both of their return bouts. We are still clamoring to actually see the Demoness for the first time since promo series, and Mir's patience is wearing thin. Um, but we're mm-hmm. going to see a little something in just a minute. Before we even get there, though, there's Promo Mania pre-launch show on April 6th, where Chris Durham, Cypher, Moses and Travis Walker Anderson all fight for the 2021 Iron Bank contract, which guarantees the winner a shot at either the uh, promo or world champion, oh, sorry, knowledge champion, anytime in the next 12 months. And just added to the card for the pre launch show, 
another promo exhibition with bringing promos left, right, and center this year as uh, Travis will be taking on Robert Davis. Don't miss that on April 6th and of course the main show on the 8th. Promo Mania 6 is all graphics, no charisma. Now, it never gets old. <laughs> um, like we said, we haven't seen the Demoness since Promo Series 5. Uh, the Kingpin called her out of retirement at Podcast Promo Rumble for a match at Promo Mania. Uh, she sent a little message a couple of weeks ago, but we haven't actually seen her, and the Kingpin wasn't really impressed with the message, which is why he walked out on the show a couple of weeks ago, mm-hmm. uh, and sent another response last week. We finally have a word from the Demon S. So, here is the response from the Queen of the Underworld. Hello, mortals. Hey, everyone. I know, not what you expected. (laughs) But then, when is my darkness ever? In that way. Hmm. The reason I am here, Kingpin, I have been holding her back. I am the reason she's not appeared to you all yet. When she went to sleep, I got stronger and could put the demon at bay. But then she woke, was rudely awakened. <laughs> and now she's been playing her little games with you. But unfortunately, she wants to up the antics. She figured that she would do something that would annoy and upset a lot of people. What's the one thing you all care about to do with her? Me. So she decided to uh, make a point. She is going to show you what she can do to me. I've held her at bay, but she's getting stronger. And it's not going to be long. (laughs) Won't be long at all before she appears. I am not strong enough. To keep her at bay anymore. I have been trying and trying. And trust me when I say it. Demons will always overrule. Your meat suit. And I know this. But. I can't hold her down anymore. The next time. You will not see me. You We'll see her, and there's nothing I can do about it. But she has a message for you, Kingpin. Soon enough, she'll get to us all. I can't stop her. I'm sorry, Kingpin. I tried. I really... The message I'm sorry, me.
this is the voice of Killer Cross. And right about now, we're about to take it to the max. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Madhouse. This is the CEO of Shane Taylor Promotions and Ring of Honor superstar Shane Taylor. And you are listening to the Max Wrestling Podcast. It's time to take it to the max. Okay, this may be one of the last times, well, for the next couple of weeks, as we enter the Wednesday Night War Zone. So it's a little bit different this week. We're going to be running through NXT first, and then we'll be predicting AEW Revolution this Sunday. So uh, NXT kicked off with Larkin and Birch defeating uh, Timothy Thatcher and Champa the Grey. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Champ is extra great. God damn! He, his hair's growing out, and it's all going great. It's, it's he bizarre. looks he looks seventy five years old. He looks like Rock Me Amadeus. <laughs> He's an old motherfucker. That man is he even that old? No, <laughs> he's like in his thirties. What is that? He looks. I swear to God, he looks fifty seven. He's he's thirty five. It's a shoot number. Like I'm over here always like doing like extra, but no, like legit, he looks like in his fifties, sixties. Because of all, just because of the gray. He he's four years older than me, and he's he's kind of balding on on top, and he's got a long gray beard, and it's it's weird. Yeah, that's kind of freaking me out. I'm looking at a photo of that. that I love it though. <laughs> I love it so much. It's just because he's the old grizzled vet of NXT. Yeah, I get it, but it's freaking me out a little bit. I mean, yeah, it's like you're like, dude. I just, I swear to God, like you're like thirty. Why do you look like your grandpa? It's like we're all like almost around the same age range, and this is like no, like we don't, we're not balding, and we're not, you know, we're we're trying to look tight to death. But goddamn, uh, it's it's the stress because every time he has a killer match, he goes backstage to Triple H, and Triple H says, "So uh, Vince has been watching your matches again. I'm not going. I'm not going. Not going. Not going." That's him and Gargano. Have you seen that, Damian, Damian Priest? They're going to match me up with Soldier Boy or something. That, that's literally... Like, forget DIY. That should just be the new name of Champa and Gargano's team. I'm not going. <laughs> I-N-G. <I'm> not... <laughs> I-N-G. Forget DIY. I-N-G. That is the way. It is. Um, yeah, I mean, it's nice to see Thatcher and Champa still teaming up, though, and it was kind of cool how... Jampa was walking backstage, and then he just, uh, he sort of picked up Thatcher on his way to the ring talking to somebody else, like, hey, let's go. It was like, they're partners, yeah. they don't hang out together, but they respect each other. True I can that. that. I can dig that. Um, speaking of partners, uh, obviously the Undisputed Era has imploded. Roderick Strong uh, called out Adam Cole, but got Finn Balor instead who issued a title defense uh, challenge for Adam Cole next week. There we go. Nice. Yay. We got a impromptu, well, it's not impromptu, it's a week in advance. We got an NXT title match next week, um, which obviously isn't going to go smoothly. Mm-mm. I mean, we're expecting interference from Kyle O'Reilly or maybe even Pat McAfee. My thought process is McAfee. But, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if it's O'Reilly. I or at the same time, you know, maybe this is just uh, Adam winning clean and setting up for... Kyle? 
Oh, yeah. Fucking Cole versus Cole. Mm. Uh, speaking of Pat McAfee, apparently, according to Cody Rhodes, Pat McAfee tries to get a job in AEW every other day. That's not surprising. <laughs> <laughs> he wants to go where the money's at, bro, and he knows the money ain't going to be in NXT for much longer. Yeah. Not to mention, like I said, he, he's not joking around when he's like, dude, I well, I don't know. Vince doesn't love Twitch, and he's gotten in love with Twitch, and he's like, well, I don't want to give up shit that I don't like, you know, yeah. to work in a company. He always makes these random jokes on his show, and they fly right over his regular, like, listeners' heads, and I'm like, you just took a jab at Vince. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this is the thing. He's a part-time acquaintance of WWE. He's not under any contract mm-hmm. or anything. No. I mean, he, he yeah, he has his, it's exactly like a uh, who who fuck who had a very similar weird ass? It's like a legends contract that he has. Yeah, like he gets paid paid bare minimum, mainly just for appearances. But other than that, he's like he can't even he can't even really say that he's in NXT. Yeah, he. he I mean, just, can he just pops up every now and then, and they pay him. Yeah, here guy, <laughs> here I am with this weird ass looking mask. Yeah, what the fuck. Uh, also, this week throughout the night on NXT, we had therapy with the way, which <laughs> just great segment. So this was funny at first, and then it just died to death. Yeah, I mean Austin Fury killed it at the end when he uh, freaked out. When he, when when the he's therapist like, well, broke you know, him. Oh yeah, I, he's all. I was sitting in a room, you know, with no windows and. I got to eat all the cereal I want and watch nothing but cartoons. And I'm you're like, just one of the friends. Okay, you're a fucking geek. <laughs> you're like, you took this entire thing from being hilarious to you're a geek. Yeah. And then, no, the, no, what part of it that killed it is the fucking doctor was like, well, I called Loomis and he told me this. And I'm like, you can't call a deaf mute fucking geek from the fucking creep farm. I don't think he even has a phone. But apparently, you can. I was like, he ain't got no phone. He don't know how to talk. It would it would have been more believable Bullshit. if he said uh, Doctor Loomis sent me a letter. That yep, way more, or an email even. Uh, meanwhile, Indy Hartwell's in the corner scribbling like love notes. What <laughs> <laughs> it says that Indy Indy wrestling Indy wrestling Loomis or something like that. <laughs> like the, God, and God, God was like, I gave, you that, I gave you that name. That was a Christmas present. <laughs> you ruined Christmas. <laughs> Can I just say? I'm just going to put it out there. I love Indy Hartwell so much. It's something about these Australians, man. Like, she's killing it. Billy Kay makes me laugh. Like, they just yeah. they make me laugh. They, they're so vibrant. My, uh, my favorite part of this whole series of segments were when Gargano had already stormed out of the office. And uh, Candice begins talking for him. And the therapist is like, is your husband texting you? What? No, of course not. And she opens the door and he just kind of stumbles in and goes, what's up? Hey, so you guys want anything from Uber Eats? Yeah, I'm just ordering food. Uber Eats. <laughs> and then he's, she's like, all right, everybody, get out. Yeah, that's right, get out. We're going to work this through. All right, let's get to work. And she's like, no, you too. All right, well, do you want anything from Uber Eats? It slams the door. Gargano's great. Yeah, especially I mean, that's, that was the one, like I said, once he, he left the fucking screen completely, it's like this entire thing took a shit. Yeah, because Fury can't carry shit. Literally. Um, so she makes him cry, and then they kind of come back and he's like, "What did you do to him?" Oh yeah, what did you? Oh yeah, good job there, boss. 
and pays her a bunch of money or whatever. I was like, and then that money looked fake as shit, and I was like, they couldn't have borrowed the money that Cameron Grimes was throwing around. Oh man, he had a fistful of five hundreds. Yeah, that's the fakest looking money ever. <laughs> uh, did we? Okay, did we bring up the whole uh, Champa and uh, Thatcher thing where they kind of stirred up the idea of Thatcher's past with Imperium? No, we skimmed over that, um, which was nice. So, I mean, if you were if you were listening into it, she uh, he was uh, like he was baffled on the whole thing, and even the announcer lady Mackenzie or whatever asked like. Well, what's your deal with Imperium? And that's when Chapa comes up. He's like, well, the past is in the past. Get your ass in here. And I'm like, are they fucking, like, teasing the idea of, like, him and Walter? Because, like, that would just be the greatest thing of my life right there. Yeah. To get them back. Eh, also, it would be maybe. nice to see Walter defend the title. Yeah. <laughs> I just want to see him, period. Can I, can, can, can I, I want to see the big guy. That's I miss Walter. Well, that's what pisses me off because I think we touched upon this, but I like to reiterate the fact I love NXT UK. I like Walter and Kaylee Ray as the champs, but you could tell me that they're the longest reigning champs. But then again, the NXT UK they haven't wrestled for months and months and months, and they haven't defended the title. Like, shut up. Yeah, they had like a nine month off season. Shut up. Of course they're there gonna be long. They haven't defended the titles. Like the ones the last time Walter defended the title it was against Dragonoff on like one of the takeover specials. And the last time we saw Kaylee Ray, I mean it was like during after like the whole pandemic and they were performing in the studio, right? So it was Kaylee mm-hmm. Ray and Piper Niven. Like that was months ago. That was like when they first came back, you know? <laughs> Freaking months ago. Like, oh my god. And I love that brand, but goddamn, stop it. Uh, I'm I'm probably gonna get some heat for this, but uh, uh, Ember Moon got a win over Aaliyah. I honestly don't find Aaliyah that bad. Like there's far worse that I've seen in the ring. Well, I mean, I, I can agree with you on that. I think the thing that kills everybody though is she's been in NXT for I believe six years. Yes, and she is as green as grass. I mean, she's, again, like how you said, she's not, like, the worst thing I've ever seen. She's not fucking Lana out there, you know, but she's... It, it, just the fact that she's never improved is what definitely disappoints me. Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll admit she's kind of stayed at the same level. Um, mm-hmm. But, I mean, I, I, so, I would kind of rather that than just be dog shit. I can dig that. But this brings, okay, me, this brings us to the tag team title match, which, as Mike said, I got pissed oh, off on. about, okay... Hold on, hold on. Wait, before you go that, I just wanted to add I'll, something I'll really I'll put the lid back on. Okay, thanks. Yeah, so, cover the hole. <laughs> my hole. So with, <laughs> with, with Aaliyah, as Moses Marquez said so eloquently, like I remember watching her on Breaking Ground, mm-hmm. like that was 2015. She sucked. But I would say over the years she's gotten somewhat better. But like you said, she's not the worst. I mean, she's not Cameron. She's not Eva Marie. Yeah, that's cool. Oh, there you go. So like didn't even think about Cameron. <laughs> like the, Cameron was what's interesting about it is like she opted. Oh. She said, you know what? I'm going to go back to NXT and she still sucked. <laughs> so I mean, like, yeah. And then it, the AEW thing that I try to get out of my memory. But yeah, no, she, she stunk. I mean, she was only in AEW to protect Nyla because they didn't want Nyla but to advance. They just wanted Cameron to take the pin. Just mm-hmm. at least she took the pin. Right. That's a good yeah. thing. It was her whole attitude as she came on screen like, hey, 
I'm Aaron Andrews on everybody just groaned in unison. Oh, I'm not this bitch. Oh, oh, oh. Well, here's the thing. Here's what made me laugh. The one time this, that made me laugh. Total Divas, like the first season, when she had her uh, boyfriend at the time, Victor, like when she was with the Funkadactyls and Brodus Clay was like talking her down because, well, you know, she sucks. So Brodus Clay's talking to her and, and then Vincent, her boyfriend, goes, hey, man, don't be talking to my girl like that. And I'm like, you really want to get in the face of Brodus Clay? Absolutely. Because he's a fucking tool. Well, I mean, I guess. But no, I was I... talking about I was talking about homeboy. But no, oh. I mean, I'm with I'm with you too. Because like I I used to like love hate that guy. I'm like, dude, you're way over the top. But I'm like, dude, you're kind of awesome. He is. Well, Mike? you know what it is too about Bro- what his name is Tyrus. Yes, Tyrus. Brodus Clay's name in TNA was Tyrus. But no, it's one of those things where from a stance like he's you know what it is. That's the Fox News thing. And the other thing that a lot of people that got pissed off at him. Yeah. <laughs> is the, oh, those commercials are so bad. Was trying to send like inappropriate ass pictures to his coworker. Yeah, I think so. He's like, "Come on, I want to show you my acting skills." Somebody Look, call my mama. <laughs> that, no, don't call his mama. Don't call okay. his mama. Take a look at I this. I want to walk in on that for you. Oh my god! Well, you know what it is about Brodus Clay too. Like again, a lot of people. That grew on me just because I liked it and it used to be Ernest the Cat Miller's theme song, and it's a very catchy tune. But when, like, oh, again, yeah, those right. vignettes, yes, those vignettes of him, like, you know what? I am the Mastodon. I am the beginning. I am the end. And I'm looking forward to, like, this big guy just coming in and just thrashing everybody because I had seen him do some work on Superstars. You know, he hit the Sheplex, that T-Bone Suplex on the Splash and the Cross Body, right? So he's he, they're building him as this killer, and then... Funk is on a roll, and I'm like, this is this is great. But I'm like, no, what, like they turned him into Flash Funk, and now he's laying a SmackDown in other ways. Yes. <laughs> and do you remember what the crossbody used to be called? And it and it made me laugh when he used to do that that crossbody, not the splash before that, but the crossbody like that running crossbody. Does you know what he, they used to call that? The big guy plunge. No, the WTF? What the funk? Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I broke that was a bad trip down memory lane, but all right. Okay, so yeah. <laughs> someone who's been in NXT about as long as Aaliyah is Dakota Kai, and I've always been a fan oh. of her. And I get more and more pissed off the longer she goes without winning a fucking damn bloody thing. Yeah. So yeah. In fact, they push her to the fucking stars, and they're like, nah, you're not enough. The, the, I mean, this was a golden opportunity to make Thank her you. look good and make NXT look good and make those titles legit. And I just don't see the point. In a, obviously, we're going to get a rematch because it was shenanigans, but I don't see the point in a rematch. You could have just pulled the trigger there and then. Because they got to go against Glow and Blow. Fuck Glow and Blow. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I have, a, I have a weird feeling that they're just going to maybe push this shit to Mania or something. Or Mania Weekend. And then there goes fucking Nia and Shayna on the big show. Yeah, I'll maybe you go, take you get, over. Take over. Have fun. Uh, okay. So the only thing that I did like about it is the continuity. Because I remember, and I think they showed it in the video package, like when Shane, when Dakota Kai used to be scared to death of Shayna Baszler, mm. and she held her own, and now she's this, you know, she's gotten better, and she's also just, you know, she's not scared of her anymore, and it showed the continuity there. Yeah. But at the end of the day, it's like with Dakota Kai, like when she was going for the NXT UK and the women's style, she was in the tournament, she gets hurt. She comes back, she turns on Tegan Knox, like she's getting this heel 
match. She's going against Io Shirai. She's doing very well. And then nothing. It's just nothing. And I'm like, here's someone who's worked her butt off from being like another version of Bailey to just being this badass heel. You know what I'm saying? With Raquel Gonzalez as her heavy. But it's like, goddamn. Like, do something with her. Like, give her something. Like, she's been there X amount of years. She's worked her butt off. You got this big monster in Raquel Gonzalez who also, you know, they have a nice little mesh together. And it's like, but no, we got to keep it on Nia and Shayna. And not necessarily Shayna I've got a problem with, but my hole over there is just, you know, good Lord. Yeah. That they, they actually alluded to uh, the continuity as well during the match when Shayna went to stomp on her arm. Mm-hmm. Used to be scared of her. Now she's just oh, like, yeah. oh, look, watch me pull my arm away. <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to lie. Like, I was kind of, I was relatively into this match. Mm-hmm. I was, I was enjoying. I think it was like a power slam or something. And I'm like, dude, you're killing me how you just fuck up basic ass moves. But, I mean, it was fine. And then what, what happened? I think it was like Shayna. Shayna uh, fucking came in or yeah and then so fucking Shayna gets the pin she's not even the legal person and then cause Adam Geek sends some fucking WWE uh, ref goon to get out there and cat yeah yeah. But and then he got his ass chewed by William submission but Raquel was the legal woman in the match um, we did see William Regal kind of arguing with Adam Pearce backstage but nothing else was said about it yeah. You know what William Regal wanted to do? He wanted to change it to his ring attire, and I will fight you with all the blood that flows through my veins, sunshine. <clears throat> like Triple H before, that's what it was. Listen here, sunshine, you're not the general manager of NXT. <laughs> I can actually hear him say that exact sentence, <laughs> just like that. It's like if he was chastising Pete Dunne. Remember when he got in Pete Dunne's face at the first UK tournament? I get to set this thing up for bloody fucking months. Oh, you can <laughs> bloody say, fucking bloody fucking... months. <laughs> And he's like, you're not going to have it ruined on me. And he's like, went to his teeth and he sounds like this. What the hell is the matter with you? And then, like, Jesus. Oh, he's like, he's, he was super pissed all in his face. And then Trips walks up to him. Make a name for yourself, kid. Exactly. Just walked exactly. away. You know what Adam, you know Adam Pierce did to him? He Wait, besmirched him. That's what he oh, did. He besmirched. besmirched. <laughs> he's just so good like William Regal will never get old William Regal's the man I will be I, disappointed if Dakota Kai and Raquel don't show up on either Smackdown or Raw they should I don't want them to go up to Smackdown or Raw I just want them to confront Nia and Shayna they have to show up on the main yep they got it because again I'm gonna say it right now glow and blow ain't winning the tag titles no Hell no. Um, L.A. Knight made his official debut. And cut a hell of a promo. Yeah, I still hate the name, but he cut a hell of a promo. Did he? Because that was as lackluster as lackluster. He had some passion. Yeah. I I didn't feel it. L.A. You know what it is, too? It's because we go from Eli Drake. Perfect. Dummy. Yeah. Now it's L.A. Knight. I got to get used to that. Like Jake something. I got to get used to L.A. Knight. Like I said, I really tried. I heard he had a good promo. I was watching the thing. I was like, okay, let me. I got to give this thing a try. And I was just like, I'm, I'm fucking underwhelmed, bud. I'm underwhelmed. Like the one you did at your house was like cooler than this. It's just, I, I don't know. I was underwhelmed by it. I was watching it with Harold. Harold's like, what the hell is this guy's gimmick? I was like, he's, he's trying to be the rock and stone cold while looking nothing like them. His gimmick is basically he he's got a smart mouth. 
yes. pretty much. I mean, he's he, he's pretty good on the mic. It didn't it, to me. It didn't show off in the, in this promo. Um, and then of course Harold being Harold was like, well, how's his in ring? And I laughed. And I'm like, well, he's he's relatively basic. I mean, he's not like the greenest guy ever, but I'm not gonna let him carry me. Well, what's interesting about him is like I remember when he first came out with the Rising, him, Micah, Tongaloa, Andrew McIntyre. And he was just whatever. And then they actually had him show the personality, and he was really, really good. I mean, he won the TNA or the GFW world title at the time. And then that goddamn Austin Aries squashed him in, like, under a minute. Fuck you. And then the fact that we got to see Eli Drake go with against, you know, Team of Tyrus and get involved in some of the main storylines. You had the feud with Eddie Edwards. Like, there, he's got a lot of potential. And also looking at what he did in NWA, like, he can work. But it's one of those things where it's like, you know, let's just see how it is, you know? Mm. I mean, Daz, you've seen his work from The Rising. He's gotten – he was better than that after he left The Rising. Yeah, he he's old school in the ring. Yeah, very much. Very much. Uh, let me mention Cameron Grimes. Oh, sorry. Yes. Eli, Eli Drake and Scott Steiner were the tag titles. Uh, tag titles, I know. <laughs> Bad memories. Bad memories. What, what a career highlight to bring up. Okay. Eli Drake and Cameron Scott Grimes. Grimes. Yeah, look at Cameron, uh, Cameron Grimes. Who tr- <laughs> tried to just pay off his fine to William Regal. Um, <laughs> put your hand on an official and have to take action. Okay, how much you want? It's not about money. Uh, no, no, fucking Regal, he's like super calm and shit. He's like, Cameron, can I talk to you, please? <laughs> he's like, oh, no, no, I'm going to. Can you please stand up? I need to talk to you. And just like, he's like super calm. He's also like, do you just want some money? I'll give you some money. It's not. It's not a matter of money. He's okay. He's okay. He's okay. Cameron Grimes got kiss your grits money. <laughs> okay, I don't know what that means. Kiss my grits money. <laughs> it, it means kiss my grits. <laughs> he said kiss my grits. And then money. fucking, he's just like, well, I have a match contract with your name on it, and well, you're gonna have a match against what is it, the colossal Bronson Reed, and he's like, can I just pay you the money? <laughs> I love how he blames Ted DiBiase. Yeah. Goddamn million dollar man. <laughs> And even yes. in the match, he tried to pull a Drew Carey and just give him the money. Yes. <laughs> Money's all over the place. It's so good. Like, I, I just, I love it every time he's on my TV screen. Unfuckupable, this, this entire thing. Because, like I said, he's either going to remain rich and this is going to go forever, or he's going to lose all of his money because he was an idiot trying to get away to everybody. <laughs> It's, it's just, kind of a dangerous that, gimmick, though, because it's convincing people to just invest in Bitcoin. Yes, exactly. He still, was ahead of the curve. People don't be that guy. Still, don't try this at still, home. <laughs> still much better than Jamie Noble and Nidia with the, with, you know, the, the fur coat and everything. Still so much better. Than ah, she ain't my cousin, man. Right in the, right in the, right in the wood, Shepherd, yes. Uh, Cameron Grimes did, however, defeat Bronson Reed thanks to interference from LA Knight. Mm. I mean, I guess it's a okay for you to start with. It's him and Bronson. Bronson seems like one of the safer dudes in NXT right now. Yeah. Yep. He's kind of just kind of mid-card obscurity in NXT, though. Yeah. What him, though? He went from, like, going from the North American Championship thing to just like, okay, here I am. I'm Bronson Reed. Yeah, he was telling Kushida he's that next That hiatus, I think. Or his, I think his visa may have been up or whatever, but that random, yes. like, three, four months hiatus that he was gone, it totally fucked him. And they they do not give a shit about trying to give him any kind of shine now. Nope. That's why they've, they've claimed that he's the colossal. 
And I'm like, yeah, you officially, like, don't give a fuck about him. Which sucks because, like, as Jonah Rock, this guy was putting on fucking gold weekly in PWG and Ring of Honor. So it just kills me that this is this is where he ends up now. He's just like, I'm the resident thick boy of NXT. Thick boy. <laughs> That's it. And then the same thing goes with fucking Swerve. Yep. <laughs> this Gotta guy was the most over dude on the fucking indies that was not the Young Bucks or anybody from the Elite. He was the most over motherfucking dude on the indies. His, his, he comes um, in hot as fucking dog shit. Like, hot as fire, bro. Like, this dude was on fucking fire. And the perfect time to give up the belt. To, I mean, even if it, him and fucking Santos went flippy floppy with it, the best time to lose that belt would have been against him. It didn't work. And now he looks like fucking 6'9". And I don't know what the fuck to do. Yeah, I mean, Strickland's entrance and moveset and everything was in the WWE games years before they signed him. Mm-hmm. So they knew who he was. Fucking dumb shits. Uh, but speaking of Santos, Legado del Fantasma just destroyed Walmart Young Bucks this week. That's nice. right, Fat Jackson and not Nick. <laughs> <laughs> Who just seems to be getting and fed. That's and, just... the, and I feel bad because I'm pretty sure that's Rick Martell's son. Matt Martell, yeah. Or as yeah. Evan McCabe would say, Rick Marshall. Yes. There but you go. As far as Everrise goes, like... They showcase them more, like, in-ring action, how good they are more on 205 Live. They lose, but they, they look good in losing. On here, they just get squashed. <laughs> because, well, yeah, fuck, fuck Everrise. Again, two Canadian guys. Um, God, that Matt Martell's the one that I think is the fat one, because the other one is uh, Chase Parker or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, whatever. Everrise. Woo! Yeah, they used to be known as Team 3.0. Okay. Yikes. Hey, I'm going to say a worse name. It went in the mid-90s. Techno Team 2000. I'm, I'm, Eric Watts. I'm trying to find out. Well, at least uh... it fucking fit with the theme. Yes, that is very true. But I had to just put that out there because I know you watched you some Techno Team 2000. Yeah, it's not too bad. I'm trying to find out. if Actually, actually surprised, some... no, they were surprisingly not that bad. Like, not even going to lie. Okay, Rick Martel has one child, but doesn't say who it is. <laughs> He's disowned him. I <laughs> <laughs> heard some fucking guy, some guy call you Fat Fat Jackson. He's like, so you're disowned. That's what he does. They, they ripping out the young bucks. Ain't no son of mine. <laughs> there you go. You're no son of mine. Uh, yeah, there's no mention of it. Okay. Maybe, maybe they're not related. I mean... Cool. Okay, what's real real name is Richard Van Alt. Wow. Which isn't the same name as uh, Fat Jackson. <laughs> oh, well. That's the Matt Martell. That's the big one, right? The black hair? Yeah, because My guess. Uh, his real name is Matthew Lee. Or Shane Matthews. He changed changed his name to Shane Matthews, apparently. Oh, yeah. I see him. So, yeah. Maybe maybe they're not related. Maybe not. Uh, Okay, and of course, main event, Finn Balor defeated Roddy Strong uh, before staring down Adam Cole. Baby. Good-ass match. Yeah. Alrighty, then let's predict some AEW revolution. 
Um, Travis has jumped the gun and already sent us his predictions because he ain't missing out on another prediction show. <laughs> yeah. That fucking guy. All right. Now then. Let's see how many matches we've got. Uh, first of all, Paul White has announced that there will be a major signing at Revolution. A Hall of Fame worthy signing. If it's Kurt Angle, I'm done. It's not Kurt Angle. I hope not. So, you guys want to hear the four names I've been listening and been hearing about? Oh, go ahead. So, lowest on the totem pole is Ethan Page. I wouldn't say number two and to <laughs> number two and to me the most likely Nick Aldis. That could work. Um, and then the other two are from, or the other th- actually the other three are from New Japan. One of them is Jay White. Mm-hmm. The other two are Hiroshi Tanahashi mm-hmm. and Kazuchika Okada. All right, let's see. So I mean the 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 idea of one of them coming from Japan has been in the talks, Dave. I mean I've been most of my information comes from uh, Dave and some other inside sources, but the way Dave is connected and yes I'm talking about Meltzer, the way he's connected to Japan, it's kind of hard to not listen to what he says because that he's fucking in love with J- everything they do in Japan, and I'm that's a shoot, but. I guess the idea is is they're really not doing anything with Okada right now. So the, he that's why he came up as one of the guys. Jay White, mainly because I believe he lives in the States. And um, and then Tanahashi, because they don't know what to do with him in the Never Open Weight belt. Yeah. We- and then I know Ethan Page just recently teased that he's going to sign with somebody. And my guess is going to be either AEW or NXT, but if we would have been NXT, I'm pretty sure we would have heard it by now. And then uh, the idea of Nick Aldis because of um, the possible rumblings that TK bought NWA. Ooh. But but nobody wants to say anything yet. Because they're getting ready to do this pay-per-view, and... TK might possibly pull the the impact move and show up on a video with Tony Schiavone next to him and say, guess who's your new owner? The owner of the Forbidden Door. I mean, the guy's got money coming out of his ears. Yeah. Him and his dad are... as much as Cameron Grimes. uh, Yeah, he might say, (laughs) you gotta get on Cameron Grimes' level first. Um, Okay, so, on the pre-show... We have Riho and Thunder Rosa versus Britt Baker and Rebel. Absolute waste of talent doing this match like this. On the fucking pre-show. Yep. Britt Baker has been absolutely screwed over. Uh-huh. Yeah. I am passionate about this because it, it, it's the truth in my mind. She's probably the best on the mic right now in AEW. She is definitely one of their better workers, and that's saying a lot considering the fact that 18 months ago, when they were doing the whole Moneyland thing, 18 months ago, she wasn't shit. Big-time improvement. And she deserves to be recognized for it. So the fact that she fucking lost to goddamn Nyla in this fucking tournament kills me. Now, granted, I love how the tournament came out. You know, they built a new star, but still, I feel like Britt Baker is... is uh, God, who did we just talk about that was like somebody that we should be considering as a main eventer, but they're just like meh in the middle. 
Eh, whoever. But th- that's the point. It sucks. She should be constantly in the title picture or should have already been champion. And she's neither. Uh, I think we were talking about the Kota Kai, but that was NXT. Yeah, it was NXT. <laughs> uh, I'm just going to go... Actually, you know what? I'm, I'm going to go Rio and find the Rosa. Yeah, add more fuel to that fire. I like that. I mean, Thunder Rosa, they push like crazy. Rio has just come back. And I don't think they really want to give Reba any kind of like real love. I think they just like her as a comedy geek. So, yeah, I'll go with Rio and, uh, and, and Homegirl. Uh, Mac? Oh, man. <laughs> the problem is, I just, I, like you guys were saying, I hate that it's on the pre show. I hate the fact that Dr. Britt Baker, who's one of the top heels in the women's division, has to be reduced to the fucking pre show. Mm-hmm. Um, between these two, I'm going to say Rio and Thunder Rosa wins, and Rebel, aka Reba, aka, yeah, it's going to take the pin. So Rio and Thunder Rosa for me as well. Mm hmm. It's just, it seems plausible because, like you said, it keeps the feud going and Britt Baker doesn't take the pin. Yeah, I am sure they're still trying to build towards another Thunder Rosa and uh, and Britt Baker match. Well, when's the next pay-per-view? I think they would do it at the next AEW pay-per-view, right? That well, would be my guess. And right now, because like I said, this one's March, so my guess is we're going to get another uh, one in probably June, July. May, no, I May, think it's double or nothing. May, really? Yep. Which one's that one? Double or nothing? Yeah. Double or nothing? Yeah. Isn't that the big time? That's supposed to be, like, the big one. Yep. Yeah, I mean, it was their first official pay-per-view, wasn't it? After it was. all, I, all In. All In, yeah. All In was the big one. And technically, they weren't even AEW then. Yeah. So, technically, Double or Nothing was their first one. <laughs> there you go. Uh, all right. So, um, I'm not sure if this is on the pre-show. It doesn't have a P next to it on Wikipedia, but... Usually it is the uh, Casino Battle Royale uh, for a future tag team title match. Uh, I'm not. I'm, Actually, I think they mentioned this one on the main. It, it may very well be on the main. I could have sworn that they had mentioned this one for the main show, but no. Okay, but no, I can dig it. So who's the teams? <sighs> okay, so. Uh, <laughs> many, huh? First up, my boy Bear Country. Yeah. Uh, Bear Balder and Bear Bronson. Um, Dark Orders, Alex Reynolds and John Silver, plus Evil Uno and Stu Grayson, uh, Santana and Ortiz, uh, Andy and the Blade, Private Party, Top Flight, Death Triangles, Pack and Ray Phoenix, Varsity Blondes, um, Matt and Mike Seidel, So, <laughs> So Gallant Censored, Natural Nightmares and Chaos Projects, Luther and Serpentico, and TBA. TBA, huh? Which I would guess think would maybe. be the Buenos Hermanos. Uh, maybe Finjuice. Hey, I wouldn't hate that. Um, as much as I want to go with TBA because I feel like it's going to be somebody cool. Um, since I don't know, the two teams that stick out to me the most are are Silver and Reynolds, and um. And and honestly, because I, I freaking I'm in falling in love with this team in, in Bear Country. Like they are just mm. they are just massive men with gigantic beards. That's bold. And I wish I grew up to be them. 
Uh, give me Silver and Reynolds. All right. Uh, Mike? I don't want to go against my boy, Bear Bronson, and you know why, biased, but <laughs> i got to go against Bear Country, and I'm going to say it's either going to be Private Party or the Death Triangle. So I'm going to say the Death Triangle, Pac and Ray Phoenix. When fucking think... Bear Country wins, I'm going to be pissed. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to go with Travis on that because I think Travis also picked Death Triangle, right? Uh, no, he said Silver and Reynolds. Yeah, oh, okay. he knows where the money's at. All right, well, I'll be the one to go with Death Triangle. Okay. I'll go with Death Triangle. Uh, um, you know what? I'm going to go Private Party. Private Party. They got big money Matt Geek in their corner. Party. Geek Party, yes. Fucking geeks. I was wrong about them winning the Impact Tag Team title, so they better not let me down this time. Yeah, you fuckers. Yeah, well, I just don't Watch just because title. <laughs> I think the association with Matt Hardy turns me off, so that's why I got to cut that triangle. And plus, Pac and Ray Phoenix against uh, the Young Bucks would be amazing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's get this one out of the way. Miro and Thank Kip God. Sabian versus the best oh, friends. Oh, fucking shit. <laughs> oh. Fine, Just... Miro and Sabian win, and I'm not saying that because Sabian's going to do shit. He's going to do jack crap nothing. Miro's going to look big and strong, and the best friends are going to get squashed. It sucks. Mike? Whatever. Remember when Orange Cassidy was getting built and, you know, beating Chris Jericho, and, you know, they were building him up, and now he's reduced to this bullshit? Uh-huh. Um, okay. So, just because I wanted to see it end, the end, kaput, goodbye, put the kibosh on it, I'm going to go with the best friends. Oh, God, I fucking wish. <laughs> I'm I'm, de- I'm this, is def- this is definitely Miro's fucking time to shine. This guy has been the most, the biggest, strongest geek I've ever fucking seen. And they need to make a fucking change now. He need and if you know what you know I hope Mike's right in this one I hope is right I hope the best friends win so maybe then Miro will get pissed off and kill the Sabian loser. I, I'm being optimistic. That's why I want the best friends to win. <sighs> Fuck! I can't stand this shit. It sucks. I just want so him much. to be a fucking monster. I don't want him to scream game references and fucking hang out with some geek. Cause he's on Twitch. We're gamers, Moses. We're Twitch. Uh, We're on Twitch. I'm on Twitch too, but I'm not fucking game over. You know, game over when I fucking put somebody in an accolade. You fucking nerd. Not the accolade, the game over. That well, I don't give a shit. The accolade was a great name. Like, why do we have to switch it to the fucking game over? I hate him. You can't just call it the goddamn camel clutch. What's so because, wrong calling it the goddamn camel clutch? Because I'm chic and I'll make you humble. <sighs> this wrestling makes me mad. It has to have a clever name. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so who are you going for, Dazzy Danger? So are you going for the uh, gamers or are you going for... Well, you want to be I'm, I'm, I'm in two my his entire life with this decision. Uh, yeah, my entire life's been building up to this moment. <laughs> yes. I mean, I'm in two minds because, one, I think the feud would finally end if Miro and Kip got their revenge and won. But at the same time, I kind of think Chucky e. T is owed some... Payback for being the best boy. That's true. I didn't even think about it like that. You know, uh, Miro and Kip. All right. I'll be the only optimistic one. (laughs) Don't let me down, big fucking gamer geek you. 
Okay, next up. Uh... Oh, wait, hold. I was going to ask you. I, I'm sorry for interrupting, Des. Do you just want to get the other one out of the way? The other one, which would be... Let me take a wild guess at this one. Wait, what are the bad matches out of? Oh, Adam, Adam Page versus Adam Matt Hardy. The winner gets the losers' uh, first quarter of 2021. This isn't going to be bad. It's going to end up being kind of good, and I'm going to end up fucking liking it. And Matt Hardy's <laughs> an asshole. Okay, uh, I'll go first on this one because it makes perfect sense. Like Adam Page spends all his money on whiskey, so he doesn't have any first quarter earnings. So it has to be Adam Page. Mm-hmm. Because what the hell is Matt going to win? A bar tab? He's going <laughs> to win a bar tab. <laughs> so, yeah, it's got to be a hangman. So you can be like, oh, cool, I can finally pay this bar tab. <laughs> like, that, that or we get fucking BTE segments of him and the entire Dark Order just hammered drunk. Which I'm all about. I think the match will be good, but I'm sick of Matt Hardy as much as Moses is. Like, I don't, I just ever since he's come to AEW, I just, I just tune out, and he just, I don't care about Matt Hardy. Um, Adam Page. All right, full house for the Hangman. Like, it mm. makes no sense if Matt Hardy wins. It's got to be Hangman Adam Page. Yeah. No, the only way it makes sense is if he wins is if he gets a bar tab as a fucking winning. Yeah. If I win, I'm gonna spend all my money on the bar. Here you go. If I win, I'm gonna gain an alcoholic's money. What money? There you go. He's the You get my Jack Daniels stock. Is he gonna call the lawyer? The lawyer. I call the goddamn lawyer. Fucking lawyer. All right then. Trap's hating life right now. (laughs) Call your lawyer. Call him. Tell him to sue my ass. The uh, tag team titles are on the line as well, of course. The Young Bucks defending against Inner Circles, Chris Jericho, and MJF. Uh, interestingly enough, we didn't see Sammy Guevara this week. Sammy Guevara. Because we were going to see him on Sunday when he cost these geeks the belt. Right on. Because we're building towards the Bucks versus the Buenos Hermanos. Right. Well, I don't know about that, but we'd, I definitely see Sammy Guevara costing him the titles, so... Young Bucks for me. Honestly, I feel like that's where this is. This whole entire feud is is leading to. I would not be surprised. Come double or nothing, that is the tag team title main event or a tag team title match is the Young Bucks versus the Good Brothers. Yeah, I mean, I don't know a lot of things in this world, but that's one thing I think I know. Well, maybe maybe, actually, it would be great for Rebellion. Mm -hmm. Oh, I didn't even think about that. April. Which you can totally do a title versus title just to get screwed out of it and re- redo it again at the paper at the big bigger pay per view. Yeah. Bam! There you go, TK. You're welcome. <laughs> I like my paychecks and cold hard cash. Thank you. <laughs> okay. My camera. Rack. That is two for Young Bucks, Mike. What say you? Young Bucks. That's what I say. I say Young Bucks with my two the two Utes. The two Utes. The two Bucks. The two Utes. Two Utes. The two Utes Bucks. It doesn't make any sense because I know we're going to get Guevara interfering, which I believe is obvious. And we're going to get a... Where are we going to get first? Uh, Guevara and MJF or Guevara and Jericho? Guevara and Jericho. Yeah. Ooh, that's actually a good Something question. tells me that they want to save him and MJF for, like, big time. You know, the super two young guys and shit. Mm-hmm. 
But yeah, Young Bucks take it. And I'll be honest with you, I'm going to pretty much, if Jericho's in a match, I'm always going to like go against him now for reasons. And also because he's fat. Uh, all right. Women's Championship, um, as the tournament final was this week, with Ryo Muzanami defeating um, Nyla Rose. She will now be challenging Hikaru Shida. That's another easy one for me, Shida. Yeah. It's safe to say when they get the talent from outside going for the for the championships, the uh, champion retains. As much, yeah, as much as I want it to be an easy one, I don't know. I feel like they wanted, they like, Nyla looks like she's been on a tear. Oh, wait, no, it's not Nyla. Rio Mizunami. Yeah. Oh, Rio, I'm over here getting confused. Screw it. Not Nyla lost because she didn't have a lawyer. <laughs> had a lawyer. That's right. I totally spaced in. <laughs> they had, like, a, a super shit exchange. Just, like, a meeting right afterwards. Like, she was all dressed up, weighing in these elbows and shit. Um, God, I really, I really think Sheeta should keep it, but I feel like you could go full bore with this chick, this Rio. I mean, this Rio or whatever, and she's not, she's she's good in the ring. Her entire tournament run was really good. Probably was one of the only ones that had good matches. So, oh God, this is conflicting to me. Uh, give me Sheeta. But don't be surprised if, if, if they're doing this to build the star. Okay. You okay over there, Mo? <laughs> yeah, I, I, I switched and switched to my uh, headset, so I got to get ready for work. So if it's extra loud, it's because this thing is like chilling on my chest. All right, well, we got <laughs> okay. three matches left, so... Uh... The face of the revolution ladder match for a future TNT title match. Cody Rhodes, Scorpio Sky, Penta, Lance Archer, Max Caster, and TBA. Now, I'm assuming TBA is going to be the Hall of Fame worthy signing that Big Show was talking about. Um, and last time we had a TBA in a ladder match, it was, of course, Brian Cage making his debut. So, uh, I, yeah, I honestly don't think it would be anybody underwhelming. Uh, hopefully, Big Show's hyped it up, hasn't hasn't overhyped it. But looking at the lineup, it's got to be Lance Archer. Yeah, I'm going Lance Archer. Lance Archer's definitely my pick. Uh, as much as I want to be that guy and go, oh, it's TBA, because, you know, look how it was with Brian Cage last time. I Archer, they have been pushing and pushing and pushing and pushing. And it, it's time to give this guy his due. Yeah. Give him a shot at the team title, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, should also note that we may have uh, Jake the Snake and Aaron Anderson at ringside, too. Oh. <laughs> I'm going to say this. I'm not angry, but I'm disappointed in Max Caster. Ugh. So unnecessary. That line, man. That line. Ugh. Max. Max, Max. What line are we talking about? The Lady Gaga. Geek grabs a mic and tries to actually, like, you know, John Cena rap. I fucking cringe. Yeah. Uh, So he... he, So what did he say? 
obviously he was going up against 10 and he said something like mm-hmm. he's a big guy but a small talker uh, I'm going to light you up like Lady Gaga's dog walker oh. and I'm like okay there's, there's heel heat but then there's and referencing a guy who legit just got shot four times and left for dead that's what that's why I got right. I compared it to Matt Stryker on ECW on Sci-Fi when he was doing the heel thing, and Steve Irwin, the crocodile hunter, just died, and he's talking about the stingray going into his chest and doing the owl thing. I'm like, that's not necessary. No, that's fucking cringe television, and that guy should be fucking reprimanded for it. Yeah, well, he was. Stryker was, and they apologized. I remember that at the time he got reprimanded for it. But yeah, Caster... Here's the thing about Max Caster. Seeing his indie work, that's him because he's an artist. He does that. That's legit Max Caster. And the thing about him, too, is, again, like, again, coming from Creative Pro, Brian Myers School, uh, he has a lot of potential. But what he's doing here, like I said, it's very Cena-esque. It's very PG-13, Wolfie D and Jamie Dundee. It's just it is what it is. Like, um, I'm actually surprised we haven't heard anything from Cody or TK because they both usually, you know, do the right thing kind of stuff. Yeah, I know. Just no, nothing for old MC Max Caster over there. But I know he's not winning. Uh, Scorpio Sky, eh, Cody. Eh. Yeah, I think the only logical choice for this one for me, I got to go. Everybody dies. Lance Archer. Um, what was who did you say in the end? Lance. Lance Botso, yeah, so whole house for Archer. All right. Push guy. Push him to the moon. To the moon. Okay, now, street fight. Team Taz is Brian Cage and Ricky Starks versus Darby Allen and Sting. Obviously, Sting's first match since the Seth Rollins match. Um, mm-hmm. He says he's feeling good. He said the powerbomb from Cage, although it looked bad, uh, shook off the rest of the ring rust that he had, so he's feeling good. It shook it off right onto that pad he landed on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, I'm less concerned now than I was when he first came to AEW at the prospect of him getting in the ring and competing because we've seen him get more and more physical as the weeks have gone on. Mm-hmm. Uh, in a street fight, it's kind of different because you don't necessarily have to take slams and bumps. You can just attack each other with weapons. And then on the top, on the upside is we've already seen this guy walking around with a padded suit. Yeah. So we know, you know, taking chair shots, kendo shots, all that ain't really gonna do nothing. Um. So I mean, really, are they, are they gonna really have Sting in his first match in what is it, five years, and not win? Yes. Oh. Nope. Yeah. Plus, you know, they're obviously trying to elevate Darby Allen. So uh, easy pick for me, Darby and Sting. Same. I mean, in a way, it kind of sucks because it's like, I feel like Cage got pushed one time and then that's it. Mm. So, I, I mean, I have my ups and my downs with it, but yeah, this is this is one of those things where this is the right move to go. Yeah, plus Ricky's Let's still not got fine, any dress sense. You know. Yeah, oh, God, God damn. Are those things slippers? They're fucking slippers, bro. I love Jim Ross. He, he got knocked right out of his shoes. Well, it's not very tough, JR. Have you seen those things? They're fucking slippers! They're slippers with no socks. It's shoes with no socks. Shoes with no socks. Okay. (laughs) That's full house for Darby and Sting. Now... Yes, Darby and Sting. Darby and Sting. Main events. Much to the dismay of Renee Young is an exploding barbed wire death match. (laughs) 
as Kenny Omega defends the world title against John Moxley. Honestly, I don't see the title changing back, so retain for Kenny Omega for me. Omega. I'm with Omega. So, I mean, the thing is, is for those who have heard it, this, uh, for those who want to believe it, I should say, this whole idea of this Bob Wire death match, what's Kenny's idea? It's not Moxley's idea. Kenny brought it up to TK uh, months ago, months ago, before the even idea of him and Moxley continuing the feud was a real thing. He brings it up to Mox, and Mox is like, you think I'm going to fucking say no? And now here we are. So, oh, as much as I want this to be said, this is definitely one of these things where it, it can write somebody off TV for a while. I'm not sure how close Renee is to popping. Uh, uh, I don't think she's that you, far can, along. Yeah, I don't think so either. But but I feel like because Moxley's walking around with that U.S. title, him carrying AEW title wouldn't be the thing. I think Ken, Kenny is that guy right now. And the only guy to dethrone him has to be somebody new. It has to be. We can't have the same three champs fucking swapping it. It's got to be another new guy. So, so yeah, I'll stick with Kenny. Yeah. All right. Uh, also, Travis, I know you're going to be listening to this. You've sent us predictions for every match except for the main events. Oh, nice <laughs> going, bub. So I don't, I don't know who Travis is picking between Marks and Omega, but I'm sure you'll let us know after hearing this. Uh, and that is Revolution. I know Travis, Travis wants the guy that trained in North Carolina. I'm just kidding. But I'm not. You probably would pick Kenny. Yeah, not not that we're uh, you know, giving you a nudge or anything. <laughs> Wait, one other yeah. thing before oh, we sorry. close out. You know I gotta say it. Okay. And you said it so eloquently in the group. Fuck Joey Ryan. Oh, dickhead. Yeah, fuck that guy. What the fuck, man? It's not even a real like fucking charity and a- Tony Khan fucking taking every AEW person off that damn thing. Oh my god. So <laughs> can I tell the story? Yes, go ahead. Okay, so for anybody who uh, isn't aware of what's going on with Joey Ryan, um, Joey Ryan was accused of over 20 sexual misconduct cases this past year and had the audacity to sue the victims. This same Joey Ryan appeared on a poster for a women's charity wrestling event, which already sounds absurd. Uh, upon seeing it, as you said, Tony Khan removed his AEW stars from the event, but offered to donate to the charity anyway. Um, and it was then discovered that Joey Ryan is the person who booked this event himself, using using a, a third-party promoter, um, which I believe was Bar Wrestling. Yep, Bar Wrestling. Uh, so he, he doesn't he own Bar Wrestling though? Exactly. Yes, yeah, he so does. That's how we got found out. So the um, fuck? He also got found out because it was bar wrestling and also because he put his freaking face on the poster. Oh, yeah, because nobody wants to see his fucking face right now. Uh, oh, the the event geez. was booked under a company called Wrestling 4WC for women's uh, charity. Yeah. That Twitter account is now closed. Yeah. <laughs> Am I shocked? You shocked? Shocked. Who's shocked here? Nobody. Exactly. He's a stupid can you be? 
he's such a dumbass and he's trying to act all proper and shit and like wear button down shirts on Twitter and I'm like dude stop acting all innocent I'm doing a modeling shot over here like bro like stop alright nobody wants to book you nobody wants to see you they all just want you to go away it's like dude you, you're you the guy that legit burnt the bridge pissed on it when you tried to rebuild it you yelled at everybody for trying to rebuild it then you peed on it again yep that's pretty much it like talk of, like scum of the earth, this fucking guy. And I used to fucking brag about oh fucking Joey Ryan this, Joey Ryan that. And it's like, dude, you're a fucking piece of shit. Like, like as as real as we can get about fucking talking some shit about somebody, like you are a bona fide piece of shit. So the first time I ever saw Joey Ryan was on Wrestling Society X. He was in a tag team called That Seventies Team, and yeah. And then I, you know, just watching him through the indies and then obviously the TNA run when he was in the gut check and teaming with Matt Morgan and the whole nine there. And then he pretty much found him in gut check. I hated him, too. I hated him, too, bro. And the match with Al Snow and I guess at the team of Matt Morgan, then he goes to Lucha Underground and then, yeah, and then everything that comes, then the popularity of the dick plex and the boob plex and then just, yeah, no, I don't care. Man, how how do you justify uh, <laughs> sexual harassment? Use your penis as a wrestling move. Exactly. It is the twisting testicular claw. Dick head. Okay. Dick. Uh, well, thank you everybody for tuning in. This is the Match Wrestling Podcast. Remember to like and follow Match Wrestling on Facebook. Subscribe to our YouTube channel as well as Andre Corbeil's channel. And follow us at Match Wrestling UK on Twitter and Instagram. We're also on SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, iHeartRadio, and Castbox. I'm not gonna fall this time. Cash And Anchor.fm for specials. And above all, go check us out at matchwrestling.net. Follow us on social media at the Captain Five One Two, at MCL Ninety Two, at Walker Underscore TA Ninety Two, and at SMR Podnet. Before we tap out and bid you adieu, remember Twitch makes Vince's dick itch, and everyone on Anchor thinks he's a wanker, including Moses, who's currently ordering food. Did you get my burger, bro? I'll have a number six, a number seven, a number nine large. <laughs> okay, Mike, uh, Mike, who you been talking to first? Thank you. <laughs> I can't. Let him go first. Let him go first. No, he just thanked me for letting you go first. <laughs> oh, I thought he was oh, taking the woman. Yeah, he was. See? Fantastic. <laughs> my, my apologies. No, I had to make my daily... Uh, what was it my daily bang run? Goddamn, Sammy Guevara got me drinking these bangs on a fucking daily basis, so I blame him. <laughs> but that's right, yes. Vince hates Twitch. It makes his dick itch, and uh, the only way he likes to scratch it is with the fork that he uses to eat the steaks. So make sure you're following me on all uh, social media platforms, SMR Podnet, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Twitch is coming back with a vengeance, baby. Uh, we got, fuck, I think, I think the first thing, cause I, so we've been constantly just determining what game am I going to play first? Is it going to be a PC game? Am I going to just say the hell with it and hook up my Xbox? Or am I going to be the cool guy and show off his new Oculus? Well, I think everybody wants to see me get gassed. So I am going to somehow, some way figure out how to stream me playing thrill the fight on my Oculus quest. 
It's a boxing game. Right now, I am currently 11-0 with nothing but knockouts. So, it's a fun game to play. As for retro, though, because I'm sure people are like, I don't give a shit about your games. As for retro, had to take the week off. Uh, a lot of randomly underlining, nothing terrible. Just my dad has had gone through successful kidney surgery, and everybody's back to work. So sometimes somebody has to take a day off of work to drive him to appointments. I was that guy this week. So awesome. It is what it is. Retro comes back next week, but on Tuesday, because I've been dying to do this, I'm going to give an in-depth review of AEW Revolution. Oh, nice. Okay, now, Mike, who you been talking to? So I haven't really been talking to anybody yet, but I have two upcoming interviews, one for the LC podcast with Jenny Bloody Valentine, a.k.a. Jennifer Thomas. And I got my boy from the NYWC Spider coming on. We're going to be talking about how him and Tito Santana took on Stockade and King Kong Bundy back in the mid-2000s for the NYWC, his overall NYWC New York Wrestling Connection run and everything that is encompassed with the Northeast independent wrestling scene. And I'm going to talk about why I hate him. So it's going to be a fun show this week. I'm going to talk about what I hate him. Wow. <laughs> You'll hear it on the show. I mean, but this yeah, is no, what we do every week. We talk about why we hate WWE. Exactly. So I'm going to talk about why I hate Spider, who thinks he's cool because he spells his name with a Y. Mr. Spider mm, with an I. Edgy. Mr. Iglesias with an I. With an I. <laughs> You'll hear it. All right. And yeah, join us. Next week! For a promo exhibition between the essential Robert Davis and Travis Walker Anderson, and it's also the last stop before our sixth anniversary show. And that's the bottom line. Goodbye, and good night. Bang! Joey Ryan can fuck off, come back, and fuck off again. And when he gets there, fuck off some more. Fuck off again? Only when you better beat DC, because ah, you're going to ride Space Knight. <laughs>